about to reconcile, wreck and wreck and wreck We about to reconcile, bitch. We about to We about to reconcile, we about to reconcile, we about to reconcile, we about to Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, coming straight from the streets of Fort Worth. You are now tuned into another edition of Reconcile This. I am Dr. Frederick Gooding Jr., aka Dr. G, and I am aided and abetted by none other than the marvelous, the magnificent, you all know the brother, Mr. Perkins. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What is going on with you, good sir? Dr. G, I'm good. How about yourself? Well, I'm good, ain't. Good. <laughs> I'm, I mean, you asked. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I really do. So I think one pressing question that a lot of people might have out here in our listening universe is, okay, year one was, uh, shall we say, interesting in that we didn't know what was going to happen. COVID was still very much in the air. I mean, it still is, but I mean, especially at that time, we were in the thick of it. George Floyd had just happened in terms of last summer. Uh, we had talked about not forgetting him right. and uh, among others, right? You know, Sandra Bowen, you know, I Sandra Jefferson. But the idea is that uh, we had this culminating event, right? It was Reconciliation Day. It was the 20th right. of April. It was a scenario whereby publicly we shared what we learned in this first year. We shared right. the first year survey report. So, okay, we did that. The chancellor spoke. I mean, you spoke. I mean, a lot of people came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's next? I mean, we're, we're done, right? We're good, right? <laughs> of course, all right? Of course, of course, right? Um, nah, not at all. The work is continual. The work is continuous. Um, as you know, we've been taking, we took the summer to kind of sit back, plan, and then redirect what, what, we, what we'll do this year. But before we get there, I wanted to ask you kind of, you know, how, how did you feel about the year? You know, what were the highs and lows? Um, it was a very busy year. Right. On top of you teaching on the side um, as a part time job (laughs) of teaching classes. But, you know, leading this charge, um, as you said, there was no model to follow. So essentially you're given this idea of um, reconciliation, right, having to define it, having to define in the context of TCU and its history and building out this model of continuous conversations on different aspects of campus. But for you as the chair, you know, how, how, do, how would you review last year? How would you grade last year? How what were your thoughts last year? Because I had the privilege of sitting next to you in meetings, watching, observing you in action, build out this idea. And people don't know how much time and energy was really spent building out this one year initiative that is now going on to a five year plan. Oh, wow. Right. So, so th- there was a lot here. So for you, wh- wh- what was that? How, how would you rate that moment in, in, in your academic career? Well, okay. So uh, you, you're right, Mr. Perkins. I mean, I'm, I'm so eager to talk about the five-year plan and, right. you, uh, you know, just answer that question. Hey, what's up with year two? Right. right. And so I'm so prepared that you're right. We, we can't rush past 
the past. So right. I appreciate you uh, reminding us that we need to take stock. And so as I take stock on last year, uh, I think we had a number of headwinds you know, that we were dealing with, right? I mean, one was that we just simply did not know how long the initiative was going to last. And so right. that I think was probably the rate limiting factor number one in that from the very beginning, we heard the clock ticking. We did not know whether we would be extended past April. So the pressure was on to do something right. within that span of August through April. So that right there, I think, really set the boundaries of our sandbox, if you would, right, right. in terms of what we could create. And so that's where very quickly, based upon the relationships that we built with the University Studying Slavery Consortium, we were able to learn and, and pick the brains of others and realize that mm, us coming up with an exhaustive 150 year history in less than nine months with mostly volunteer labor, not gonna happen, <laughs> <Right now. laughs> not gonna happen. And so why set us up for failure, right? Yeah. So that's where from the very beginning, we began to scale back the expectation in terms of, you know what, let's just figure out where the key areas are that we want to grow in. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea behind Operation Triangulation came about, right? This idea of let's just look at three key windows in time so we can at least start to have a bedrock and a foundation of understanding by which we can continue to build. Because as you mentioned before, the business of reconciliation is absolutely ongoing, right? Mm. You know, yeah, I mean, sure. again, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, do you brush your teeth on Tuesday and be like, I'm good for the week? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Ms. Brown, I didn't mean to put you out there like that. No, I'm just saying that. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, you know, I mean, because, you know, I, I just, I, I keep using an example because I didn't know this brother who did that. I was like, I'm good. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about, man? Like, you know, I, you know, this is a new day. It's a new day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got you know, you know, you know, to stay on top of it every day. Yeah. So, you know, so reconciliation is maintenance. I mean, it's, it's not a matter of, okay, we had this, you know, one event and now we're good. I mean, it's yeah. a matter of on the continual basis, how do we do it? So that even of itself was a brainchild, right? Yeah. This idea of reconciliation day, because yeah. the, you know, the critique and the criticism is that with so many of these initiatives, they are quote unquote performative, right? right. And I wanted and, to get there too, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, I mean, you know, and, and again, I, I get it, man. I mean, because you know, you and I are both skeptical about, well, should we even get involved with this in the first place? And then. Right, right. We reconcile with this idea. Well, there's only maybe one way to find out. Let's get right. involved. But for, for the public, like you said, because you know we were grinding, my brother. We were grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I forget how, how many events did we put on last year. Yeah. I was told over ninety, around ninety. Wow. Yeah, wow. I was told ninety. That's events. So that's yeah. not including like the classroom visits you made or the classroom nope. visits I made or nope. you know the the untold amount of hours we spent you know just in various meetings. Right. Um, and so I mean again we were just hustling because we believe in this, right? Right. But that being said, you know, we wanted to have, we know what we're doing behind the scenes and we know it was COVID, so it wasn't a lot of people on campus. So we wanted to have a focal point whereby the public could see some sort of tangible manifestation of all the efforts, right? The people that we were working with. And so that was the brainchild behind Reconciliation Day to have this targeted date. So if you think of the report as a bouquet, right? You know, there's a tradition in many weddings, you know, uh, you know uh, I don't know if you've been to a wedding, uh, yeah. Uh, I was at my wedding, it, you know, I've only been married once, uh, but it's so long ago. It's been 24 years. God bless the queen. You know hey, beautiful, beautiful. God bless. God bless. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work uh, on me. That is on me. That is it's a lot of work on me. That is. But, but the idea is that, I mean, you know, the, the bride, I think, turns, you know, they're back to like the, the, the crowd and throws the bouquet over back your shoulder. Right. Right. 
Well, if our report, our first year survey report was the bouquet, you know, with this analogy, I simply didn't want to turn our back, throw the bouquet and for it to land on the ground because there's nobody there. Right. But I, so the idea is we want to create a community, you know, a, you know, a group of individuals who are ready and willing and, and, and waiting to receive, you know, what was, you know, being thrown. And so that was the idea behind Reconciliation Day to essentially take another step towards creating community, yeah. right? Our philosophy is reconciliation is not just for Black, Indigenous, people of color. Yes, these are areas of our campus where uh, the pain may be more acute. But yeah. for anybody who dares to wear the purple, this is their business as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, in, in answering to that performative um, title that was thrown on us, there was a focus that we had. Hmm. There was an intentional effort. But there was consistency. There was constant consistency. So if, if you were to say, like, oh, they're performative, we're back again with the year two to, to really answer to this question of reconciliation, to actually do the work. And when we say do the work, there's an intentional effort that you have to recognize of the conversation that we're willing to have, to the work that we're willing to go through, to the research that we're willing to pull through, that this, this to, to label it as performative is to really miss the boat, is to really miss what's going on here. Because this is, this is a progress and this is a process as well. This is gonna take time. And I think for a lot of people, particularly when we're looking at higher education, um, in colleges that when we demand something, we want to change instantly. Like we want that popcorn effect. We want to put in the, put in the microwave, put some time on it. And in two minutes, everything that I wish it to be should be. But that's not how this thing works, especially when you have an institution that is built and protected by a lot of infrastructure, a lot of money that has a culture for years and years have been built on this idea of its own normalcy. It's going to take a long time to undo, redo, and then make something new of that. Mm. So I think for mm. us, when we're approaching this work, uh, we already know that what we're up against. So recruiting people and building that idea of community and having them buy in is even more empowering that this idea belongs to all of us, not just us. And I think that, you know, I remember you saying that re reconciliation does not, it's not owned by anyone. Oh, wow. It's owned by everyone. Oh, wow. I think that the, what makes that powerful is that even when you and I step down or we move forward, mm -hmm. that this work is continued because it is embodied by the spirit of the community because it's ingrained in this new culture of normalcy that we're trying to build. And I think that's, that is that is what reconciliation is and what mm. we're trying to move towards. You know, that's, that's quite profound. I mean, uh, there, there are definitely a couple of bars in there, my brother. You need to be buying and um, you know, extract <laughs> some of these. No, absolutely. You, you're flowing. That was, that was marvelous. Well, you are the marvelous Miss Perkins. I remember Marcellus Perkins. I mean, but the point is that um, you're right. I did say that, and I, I think it bears repeating. Yeah. Reconciliation is owned by no one. Right. But it's shared by all. Right, right. Honestly, you know, and I, I think that's our mantra. That's our philosophy. And I think that's the, 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 the point of enlightenment we've come to. And I think, I, I think, to be fair, there is an argument over the student says, you know what, time out. They threw up a second set of skyboxes on top of our stadium. I mean, we already have skyboxes where, you know, right, they right, put right. a second set, threw right. them up right. in the year COVID somehow get her done or you know <laughs> they figured it out right so i i can see this question of like well you figured this out how come it's a long going still going process when it comes to you know things that matter to me in terms of diversity yeah. and you know the answer is you know it is complicated i mean you're right when it comes to having stakeholders and changing or altering or influencing you know the people inside the buildings it's, i mean throwing up a building in many ways may be easier but it's the people inside the buildings right in yeah. terms of the, the attitude the, the the shared you know philosophy the consensus that 
is the, the, the issue. That's where the rubber hits the road, right? Get, you're getting people on board and, you know, getting people to, to talk to one another and recognize, um, you, know, you know, where we are and the difference of perspectives. That's the difficulty. And, and so that's why we, I think you know, when you talk about the, the 90 programs, all this was by design to create contact and create continuity and consistency and creating community. Yeah. After all, we've been saying all along, I mean, how can we move forward together if we don't even come together first? Right. Right. right? So, you know, it is a process, you know, and yeah. I think that's the hard part that people, you know, oftentimes, you know, don't want to hear. Um, there's nothing performative about, about putting in the time day in and day out, you know, and, and you know, trying to build that relationship personally and professionally. Right. Um, you know, and and you know, and honestly, I mean, we, we don't plant a seed on Tuesday and then tap our foot on Thursday tomorrow, where's the tree? Right. I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a process. I mean, you know, in order for it to go grow organically, it is indeed a process. And so that being said, uh, some processes don't have to move as slow as they do. I mean, I think right. that's a fair Absolutely. critique. You know, I mean, we can absolutely, you know, pick up the pace, you know, yeah. and so, for example, like one of the recommendations that really jumped out to me, because uh, we talk about last year, you know, not only did we have Re Re Reconciliation Day, but on that day, we presented the report and the seven key recommendations that we made to the Board of Trustees. We didn't know at that time, but the board unanimously accepted all, all seven the same yeah. day. You were there, you were there, you were there. Yep. Yeah, but it was like seeing out of Game of Thrones. I mean, you know, when we were in front of the King's <laughs> Court, and, you know, it was amazing, right? Yeah. You know, but it was like 48 people, 50 people in the room. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot going on in that room. Um, but, you know, that same day, they approved it. So that says to us that momentum is building. Right. Now we have the issue of, well, how do we go about implementing the recommendations? And we have team members through the Office of Diversity and Inclusion that were going to help us institutionalize, you know, these recommendations. But one of the ones that really jumped out to me was the one that uh, highlighted the glaring disparity and the lack of diversity in the vendors that mm. TCU uses. So yep. TCU is a big partner in the city of Fort Worth. Obviously, a lot of money flows in and out of Fort Worth. I mean, you know, TCU. But the question is, where the money what, going? Oh, okay. Oh, that's money being spent to. And I, I think that that for that recommendation for us to do that. That that's the. When we're talking about this idea of something being performative, mm. but then we, then you provide the receipts of like, but here is the work that we're doing. Like here, here are the number of businesses that TCU is in contract with. Here have many of them are businesses of color. Here, are, this is how many black businesses that they do business with. Mm. So that now we're having a conversation of where's the money going and how, and what is our relationship with the community around us? Not just internally within, but also externally, because that these things are mirror. They mirror each other. So we can have these honest conversations of who we are. More importantly, what is the story we tell ourselves about ourselves? Then we can honestly be, we can honestly critique that and also be transparent and then move forward and actually have the accountability. Because I don't believe that you can ever hold anyone accountable to who you think they are. You can't do that. You can only, you can only hold people accountable to who they say they are. So we can be transparent about who TCU is internally and externally. Then we can actually have them be held accountable to say like, this is what you said, this is who you said you were. So now I have to hold you accountable to that as opposed to who I think you should be. So ladies and gentlemen, um, I apologize if I put any water in this brother's cereal bowl. This <laughs> he appears to be fired up, you know, uh, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. Yeah, I just came from lunch. I just came from lunch. Don't hurt him, Perkins. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. You know what I'm saying? You know, people take it off the earphones. Like, oh, <laughs> I just came okay, I can't take it. I mean, uh, I'm on, I'm on a full stomach right now. fire here. Okay. But, so before but I, my mic melts, before my <laughs> mic melts, I, mean, I just wanted to say, because you asked me earlier, you know, some highs and lows, right? Yeah. Definite highs would have to be the well, the Black Party, I mean, the whole RI week, 
that exceed the expectations. Yeah. You know, we had great panels early in the week, obviously anchored by our uh, good friend, Rosanian uh, uh, Thomason, trustee Thomason. Uh, yeah. You know, that was a neat experience. Um, you know, just to, to hear the brother share a story, right? Yeah. You know, um, and he, I, I'll never forget, he started off, I love TCU, but yeah. <laughs> here it goes, all right? You know, you know, let's reconcile with, you know, my, my truth here. Yeah. So that was good. And then we had that block party situation. I, I thought it was just good to see students out there in the yard, just reclaiming the space. I bet if I believe Super Frog made a cameo, that was pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, uh, when I think about students, I also think about the Campus Quest. Mm. That turned out to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought, I had students, I'm, I'm talking about running, Mr. Perk, I'm talking about running and sweating, running around our campus in the name of history. But you, you know what's cool though? I was in class not too long ago and um, someone was like, you know, these little QR codes around campus that gives you the history of the buildings, it's cool. I don't know where they come from. I'm like, even if you don't know the root of that, the fruit of it is still there, right? So people are still learning the history of campus from something that happened last semester from the Campus Quest. So you don't know what the Campus Quest was, but there was still the opportunity for you to learn because the artifacts are still there. And so, that, 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 that contributes to this idea of redoing a new culture or remaking a new culture. So again, going back to our serial analogy. Yeah. Apparently you had your Wheaties this morning. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. So even if you don't know the root, yeah. you can still taste the fruit. Yeah, that, that's one of your more. I, I, yeah, I, I pulled that one. I feel like no, that's, no, that's, no, that's, hey, that's what you said. That's what you said. Wow. No, but ladies and gentlemen, I, mean, I think the brothers are on to a very powerful point. This idea that these are the small but significant ways in which our campus yep. is changing, right? Yeah. You know, not to mention when you think about uh, Newsflash, there's going to be a statue of yeah. a black man on this campus? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's huge. That's major. Yeah. That's major. And, and the person is, of course, Dr. James Cash, right? Yeah. So what, what was your reaction when you heard the news about uh, James mean, Cash statue? It, it was it was kind of one of those moments. Like, cause it's like you walk around campus, where, where, where is the diversity represented in, in the statues and the art and the, the big oil paintings, um, even the, the 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 buildings and their names. Um, so to, to walk around campus and know that this person who it wasn't just because he was a basketball player, it's because of all of what he is, all of what he is, the scholar that he is, the, the trailblazer that he is, the man that he is, the um, what he ended up doing after TCU, all of his legacy is being celebrated, um, not just this one aspect of him being a student athlete. I think that's the part that I don't want people to miss out on is that um, he was able to take this experience of TCU and expand and build upon it. Um, such such an enormous uh, legacy and name that uh, it deserves all the recognition. It deserves all the celebration. And um, I, I'm excited to see that. But I wanted to ask you, I know that, and I don't know how much of this you can reveal, but you, you also did some, some research on the importance of statues and importance of Black statues. Um, you know, what, what does that really signify being able to have a Black person statue on a campus where there is none? And, and I mean, I don't even know in the city of Fort Worth, how many black statues there actually are. Wow, so uh, yeah, no, a lot has happened this summer. So after Reconciliation Day, I was fortunate. Yeah. I slipped and tripped and, and fell upon this uh, <laughs> a fellowship uh, with the National Gallery of Art, right? Yeah. In uh, downtown DC. And so the premise that, that I was um, you know, researching was called Black Statues, what they stand to tell us about race within the capital space. Yeah. And uh, I learned a couple of things, Ms. Perkins, I mean, one, in 
addition to learning about the neoclassical architectural style that dominates most of the federal buildings around Federal Triangle and the National Mall, the idea is that you know the, this architectural style of neoclassical is built to you know replicate that of which civilizations, Greeks and Romans. Greeks and Romans, right? yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, again, neoclassical style, right? right. You know, because you want to essentially put on your best foot forward. I mean, people coming from all over the country, all over the world. I mean, you, you don't want the president, you know, you know, laid up in some shack here, you know, right. things in the nature. It's supposed to be a nice, pristine, you know, laid out, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, edifice that, you know, in many ways reflects the power, you know, and, and an esteem that, you know, that, that, the, that the country is trying to build, right? Because it's a relatively young country right. uh, in terms of history is concerned. Right. So, um, you know, uh, but in addition to that style, um, I learned that more than mere art in a park, I mean, a lot of people like walk by statues, pay them their mind or whatever like that. But I, I learned that statues are quite expensive propositions, right? Mm -hmm. you know, they, they require significant investments of uh, human capital, uh, you know, you know, you know, actual capital capital in terms of money. I mean, they're, they're not cheap. You, know, you don't just throw one up, um, you know, next Tuesday. And, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of... Uh, you know, consensus, you know, um, in, in, you know, in terms of, you know, who is the we that determines what represents us, I, I think right. is one of the questions I came across, right? And so we, when you start going down this rabbit hole, you start to realize that these statutes are more than just mere art in the park. Yep. If anything, they're powerful political portraits mm -hmm. that reveal to us much about the value and visibility of African-Americans within our society, yeah. right? If there are any at all. Yeah. And so when you talk about this idea, if I'm walking the campus, and the campus is open to any and all. Mm -hmm. After all, it will take any and all's money yeah. when it comes to tuition. <laughs> no, seriously, international students included, we will take yeah. your money for tuition. Yeah. It's open to all in that yeah. respect. The idea is that when I walk to campus, is there anything that reminds me that this message is consistent, right? We talk about consistency, that yeah. the campus is truly open to all. Is there anything that reminds me of that? And so right now, we're at a place where there's definitely room for growth. Yeah. Because, you know, most, and that's where I think the portrait project that was started before our uh, was founded with, uh, you know, Jackie um, Lambiase, Nino Testa and others, um, you know, I think that was the, the thrust behind this idea that, well, everywhere I look, I'm only seeing, you know, certain, you know, this is all homogenous. I'm only seeing white faces, right? Mostly male, you know, um, and that's not who inhabits our campus. That's not who attends. That's not who works on our campus uh, or, you know, you know, whether, you know, inside the classroom or outside the classroom. So how, how can we better, you know, re reconcile this, you know, the, you know, and I think the statute of Dr. James Cash is a step in that direction. After all, if some small little school in Massachusetts uh, in Cambridge, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, it starts with an H or something. I, I'm excuse me. Uh, but the bottom line is that if, if they, if this little school named Harvard can name a building after him, after this brother. Yeah. I mean, this is the least that we could do. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm um, so I, I say all that, and I hear in, in in combination of what you're saying is that um, that physical representation allows us to retell the story about ourselves, about who we are, who we want to be. Um, and I think it's a very interesting opportunity that we have to repaint this picture of TCU by including those that have been excluded or have been uh, put into certain corners of campus and only told in certain lights. Um, so I'm interested to see what may come of this. I'm, I'm interested in the possibility of what comes next. Um, and so for the re remaining of the time, Dr. G, I wanted to spend just a little bit, um, not revealing too much, but of the year two plan, um, as you said, we are, we are trying to build community. In doing that, uh, we were gonna reintroduce the idea of the virtual town hall 
series. Uh, we have uh, recruited all of the colleges, all 10 colleges, including the medical school, in this conversation of what does reconciliation mean to me? So we're asking each of these colleges to pair. Um, so our first one will come out seven days. We got seven days, right? The 29th? The 29th. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, uh, we have the medical school and the honors college. And we're just asking a simple question is, what does reconciliation mean to you, to mm -hmm. you all? From the institutional standpoint of the colleges. So Dr. G, can you speak a little bit more about, you know, why, why, why this approach as opposed to having the individuals come up like we did last year and present their research? Why are we looking at colleges this year and asking them? Well, the bottom line is based upon what we're building upon this idea that reconciliation, re reconciliation is open and available to all. Yeah. We just wanted to show as we're looking to institutionalize this concept that it's okay for us to talk about race. We don't have to necessarily agree about it all the time. Um, after all, we live in a state where the governor said that we cannot teach that the KKK is morally or ethically questionable in yeah. K-12, right? Yeah. So I guess we don't agree on everything because I absolutely have no idea what this brother's talking about. <laughs> I mean, KKK is absolutely morally questionable. If you ask me, it's just me, I'm a, I'm a historian, but you know, this idea of burning churches and you know- I like terrorism to me. I mean, I don't know, I just call it, I personally call it morally questionable. I don't have, I don't have a problem saying it. I don't have a yeah. problem saying it, right? Yeah. I'm on record, I, I, you know, I have problems. KKK is morally questionable, right? And that's being polite, but you know, <laughs> we, we, we disagree, that's fine. Right. But. The idea is that we shouldn't be afraid at a university to exchange ideas and have discourse and debate, yeah, right? Yeah. We shouldn't be afraid of that. No. And so from, as we look to institutionalize, it's more than just select individuals, right? Yeah. We, 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 we want to show that from a college standpoint that many factors and you know, uh, factions of our campus community are taking this seriously and you know, wish to contribute in some way, shape, or form. So again, we're going to have, if you would, diversity of different uh, attendees. You know, sometimes it might be a student representing the college. Sometimes it might be a faculty member. Sometimes it might be a staff you know, member um, or a combination of the, of the above. But the bottom line is we just want to show that this is more than a group of you know, rogue individuals you know, who have an, an agenda. No, this is everybody's agenda. Yeah. And, you know, in keeping with this idea of year two, where do we go, um, if we didn't mention it thoroughly, the success and momentum of last year, while us coming together, I think is what prompted for, uh, you know, the, or precipitated the conditions whereby the provost did sign off on a five-year plan. Yeah. And so we're in year two of that five-year plan, whereby we're looking to, uh, based upon the operation triangulation that we talked about, expand what we know about each window. So year two, all we're gonna do is just focus on the founding years, that window of 1861 to 1891. It's all on the website, we go into more detail, but, and then in year three, we'll focus on year uh, window two, and year four, we'll focus on window three. And then year five will be a five-year summary report. Right. Ideally, if everybody does what they're supposed to do, there will be no need for RI initiative necessarily on its own because reconciliation is just part and parcel of how we yeah, do business. Right. It's part of what Trustee Ron Parker would say, the TCU secret sauce. Yeah, hmm. interesting, interesting. So with, with this, this year two model and having different colleges come, obviously we're anticipating people to define reconciliation differently because everyone has different perspectives. But I think at the very root of it, it's this idea of healing, it's this idea of coming together, it's this idea of building a new future. Um, and for me, um, I, I'll borrow the quote from Angela Davis that knowledge is constructed from struggle. And I think mm. part of that is, is us going through this idea of 
this is an issue, this is a problem, we all have perspectives. Let us conjoin our minds, our perspectives to find a better solution that includes all of ours humanity, who includes all of our um, idea and right to be and exist as TCU students, but also as global citizens, as we say, we, we want to, or we strive to in our, in our school mission statement. Um, so with this, this idea of bringing in the different colleges, we're diversifying who's a part of the conversation. And additionally, I want to I want also brought to you the idea of the horizontal perspective that we're doing. The, this year is not necessarily focusing on African-American experience, but more so all, pop, not all populations, but uh, marginalized and minoritized populations that have been a part of TCU during the founding years, correct? Yes. Yeah. So the idea is that by um, last year, the focus absolutely was on African-Americans. I mean, I don't know what, which fool amongst us can talk about slavery, enslavement, excuse me, right. the Confederacy or racism without talking about African-Americans in this country. Yeah. I don't know which fool amongst us can do that. So, yeah. you know, the bottom line is, I, you know, I told all my brothers and sisters, look, uh, I don't know about you, but most, most doors, you know, at least I have in my house, you know, they're only about like, what, like two and a half, three feet wide, something like that. Right. So bottom line is, you know, I move my family. I love my family, but for, for whatever reason, all four members of my immediate family cannot walk through that single door at the same time. Somebody right. has to go first. Guess right. what? It was black people. And guess what? It was okay. It's okay. The world keeps spinning. Because guess what? I think it was black people who were under the knee of an officer for nine minutes and 46 seconds. I think right. it was black people who ended up hung after a simple traffic stop in, you know, outside of, you know, Houston, Texas, Sandra Bland, right? right? It was black people who took to the streets, raised their voices, in which, you know, encouraged everyone else to then bring their voices and join the party. That's, that's right. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Let's not overlook the role, the pivotal role that black people have played in us even getting to this point. Yeah. That being said, everyone's invited to the party, right? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, there's no hate here. Everyone's invited to the party. So we got the party started. Everyone's invited. So guess what? African Americans went through the door first. Guess what? World kept spinning. Nothing's wrong. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay to focus on blacks for, for a minute, for a minute. But at the same time, how can we be in a state of Tejas mm. and not give attention to our Latinx brothers and sisters? Right. We can't do that. I mean, this is obviously something we must address. And right. so we need to open up the window horizontally. Our yeah. Native American brothers and sisters who uh, were here uh, first, right? Right. 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 We right. absolutely must do better to incorporate these stories into our perspective. So the bottom line is, you know, it's a work in progress. You know how it is. No matter what we do, some people can believe that we didn't do enough. Right. Some people believe right. that we did we're too much. much. Right. We're doing too much. But right. all we're doing is just the work. Right. Right. And I think if anything, that, that is a good start to year two. Um, this is the foundation that we're building upon. Um, we have the five-year plan. We have the horizontal scope of things where we're talking about the Latinx experience, uh, the Hispanic experience, indigenous population experience, and how they have all incorporated in some way to that founding year of TCU. Now, again, we don't know what we'll find. We don't know what we'll find, but um, the, the, the work is there. The intentional effort, the focus, and the consistent action is there. So if there's any idea of like performance or performativity, um, we'll, we'll just check back at the end of the year and see what we found. And then we can have another conversation about what, what do we go from here? What do we do with this? You know, and again, I, I think it's one of those deals where um, we are open. Yeah. And so yeah. for those who still have the opinion that we're performative, it's a free country, you're, you're, you're entitled to that opinion. I mean, all, all we're asking is, if you can perhaps you know join and, and, and show us 
you know, um, you know where we can Im improve, you know, right. um, you know, because right. we're open to you know, feedback. We didn't yeah. say it's your job to, to fix it. You know, that's yeah. not what we said. But to the extent that if you see something that we don't, yeah. I mean, you know, we're yeah, absolutely. I mean, no that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, again, not the quote TSA, but if you do see something, I mean, we're encouraging you to say something. This is a labor of love. And I guess, and this is a labor of love where this is for the community and we need all members of the community. As you say, Dr. G, many hands make the low light. That's correct. So anyone who wants to incorporate, like that, that, is, that is a part of the work and everyone is needed. Well, I mean, I don't know, my brother, it sounds like that's a pretty positive, strong that end on this idea, at least for now. I mean, obviously yeah. this conversation be continued, yeah. but you're right. We all are needed if we all are going to make this reconciliation conversation a meaningful and successful one. I cannot promise what will ultimately happen as a result of our enterprise in studying TC's relationship with slavery, racism, and the Confederacy. But I can pledge to you that we are doing the best we can with what we have.